I've often said the only thing worse than giving up seven runs in the top of the ninth inning of a playoff baseball game is not listening to the full new episode of the Shups and Predictions podcast. That's a Welcome back, blow. ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to blow up this intro. Fuck this podcast. <laughs> Fuck this fucking shit. This, we'll, we'll leave this one in. No edits. Um, um, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, this is the week 11 recap, week 12 predictions episode of the Shups and Preds podcast. We've got Peter back from his laborious studies and interviews and so much else he has going on in his life. So we are rolling four strong. He's counting deep into crypto. He's been way too busy. <laughs> yes, sir. It's up at 66,000 today. Just crypto in general or a specific one? Bitcoin in Bitcoin. general. Bitcoin. Oh, okay. Bitcoin, Bitcoin. Okay. But let's no. continue. As usual, we got our recap. Then we got our predictions. Then we got our fantasy. We've also got some big league news to talk about. Trevor Harris is now a Montreal Alouette. Shaq Cooper's now a Winnipeg Blue Bomber. A uh, couple big defensive uh, acquisitions for the Stampeders and Blue Bombers as well. So we'll get to like all Like they of that. needed it. What was that, Tyler? Like they needed it. Yeah, I know. I, I, when I see Winnipeg signing people, Winnipeg got a new kicker. They traded BC for Sergio Castillo. Um, yeah, they're just, you know, just, why... Why win games by 14 when you can win by 24 is like kind of their mindset. It is strange, though, and I, I guess, I mean, you're seeing a lot of guys who had, quote-unquote, retired or um, well, gone were to just the league. Of, and, and, and they're just coming back because... Yeah. So it's strange that this deep in the season, there's still um, guys available and uh, Ottawa sucks so bad. Like where? Yes. Like, and maybe it's just because, like, uh, Winston Rose doesn't want to come back and just get his ass kicked, right? He would like to come back to a, a repeat. <laughs> but I do a like, like Trey Roberson so. going back to Calgary. That's yeah. awesome. Well, but only after they started showing life. True. But I don't, that would, I would like to know the inner workings of that. If, like, they reached out to him a couple weeks ago and he's like, prove it. <laughs> yeah, prove good, it, baby. Good call. Um, but let's not, we'll, we'll mix this in throughout first. Let's kick off with, uh, some game reviews starting in week 11. First game of the week was Winnipeg at Edmonton. Matt, tell us how that went down. Uh, a little nerve wracking for anybody <laughs> who, uh, had counted out Edmonton and thought that, uh, Winnipeg was going to steamroll them. Uh, I think we started things off with a weird, uh, new thing this year, which is the, the safety Teams are loving the safety. This has been a big week for the safety. So Winnipeg, who's the best team by far, like conceded a safety. I don't know. It's fine. Uh, Winnipeg also added a field goal, but through really the first uh, three quarters, nothing much going on. Um, I think the uh, the Winnipeg or the Winnipeg offense was never like their marquee. Uh, you know the the story. The story was always that the defense was just suffocating, was just harassing teams, getting deep into the backfield, um, being just uh, just pests uh, for the deep ball with the the defensive backs and the the corners. So, not super surprising that Winnipeg has a down um, 
offensive game, but you know they they were just as looked just as good on uh, on defense as they ever had. Um, uh, but, you know, Edmonton was able to move the ball a little more yes. than expected, uh, but by the end of the game, I think Taylor Cornelius uh, was down in the fifty points uh, for percentage points for throwing. He ended the 58. game fifty-eight point six. 17 of 29 for 58.6 points. Um, didn't have the uh, you know, interception blow up. Um, so no interceptions, but just nothing to write home about. But then also uh, Winnipeg had nothing to write home about. Zach Kalaros, 15 of 24 um, for 210 yards. And he also did throw a pick. So uh, kind of boring on both ends i think and then the big big story for this year and this year is going to be uh, andrew harris getting injured on a touchdown catch it looks like he's probably going to be out for a while um with brady Oliveira, who ended the game uh really strongly in um in relief went 16 carries for 105 yards um so that's that's good to know that you know winnipeg has a response for andrew harris being out um yeah, and then you know Edmonton just couldn't keep up. Eventually, uh, Winnipeg was was going to score, and they did. And then they also had uh, Anthony uh, Mortada. Is that the oh. name? Mortada, uh, actually making good, um, <laughs> good scores. Like yes, he, uh, he he was kicking field goals. So Four they ended five, up winning the game, twenty six to sixteen. Yeah. So there you go. Nothing much to report other than um, it was a slow start and then ended exactly like we thought it would. Um, yeah, I think I think it's just Winnipeg is going to be able to have a poor offensive showing, yeah, uh, and still pull it out because their defense just doesn't let anything happen. I do love that a poor defensive showing though for the Bombers is giving up 16 points and once again shutting out opposition in the fourth yeah, true, quarter. True. They've outscored teams they just 91 to 6 in That's the fourth cr- quarter. They just didn't really have it go in this game. They uh, they were on their back <laughs> heels. It's a great point. Yeah. It's like it's become absurd their level of dominance this year. Yeah. Um, but the Harris injury as you noted we talked about it last week on the pod, how Oliveira had only three carries since uh, Harris came back in week four. So they'd really put him on ice and not even worked him into the backfield at all. So for him to come out after weeks off uh, and have average 6.6 yards per carry, A, talks to the, or speaks to the power of that Winnipeg offensive line, um, but also kudos to him for being ready. And it looks like even though they did bring in Shaq Cooper, um, as a running back option, I would have to think Oliver is the starter uh, for the foreseeable future should this Harris injury keep him out long term. Yeah, I mean, Oliver has done nothing but positive things for the Winnipeg offense when playing. I mean, the first first game of the season he started over 100 yards, comes in mid-game this time and yeah. goes over 100 yards. I mean, that's just I think it's crazy that they sh- signed Shaq Cooper to show the guy a little bit of trust well, for, dude, I also for the time like... being. I mean, he's he's so good. He's proved I, to be I, I just as good or expect, better than Andrew Harris. Yeah, I do think they expect though Harris well, to be out long term. Yeah, better. Uh... So the the so Shaq Cooper is is less like replacing Andrew Harris as it is. You know, right. if we lose Brady, then we're we're without a running game, and the running game has been so important to the Winnipeg offense 
I mean, in terms of importance to the Winnipeg to Winnipeg Blue Bombers season this year, it's been defense, then run game, then uh, air game. So, I do, I do. As we're, on, I want to shout out the forgotten man though, for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Johnny Augustine. In the two, when Andrew Harris was suspended last season, he came in and put up rushing games of 98 yards and 75 yards, and since then. He has received a total of, let me see, one carry. Oh, wait, sorry, two carries for 12 yards. That's no six, yards, for, six yards per rush. That's pretty No solid. love for my man, Johnny Augustine. So I just want to say, we see you. And even though Shaq Cooper's coming in, I hope Augustine gets some looks. <laughs> so. Just thought I'd take this chance to point that out. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but I think, see, yeah. I Winnipeg's mean, just finally... Dominant. Winnipeg looks great. Um, Edmonton, the like Cornelius Prukop yeah. dynamic duo that was promised. Um, I, I'll say I don't think this is a better option than Trevor Harris. No. Am I safe in saying that? No, I will. I am going to double down. Now that Trevor Harris has been traded, they benched him because they thought it would be better to get Taylor Cornelius hurt than to get Trevor Harris hurt. No, it's like we're going to get beat up. We're going to get beat up. I think it was that they didn't want interesting theory, John. Get hurt. Yeah, no, they were just like we're going to, we're going to. No, but it was so they wouldn't lose his trade value. Yes, no, that they didn't. Exactly. Yeah, so I guess we're agreeing. Whoever we play at QB is going to get uh, the crap kicked out of them. So sorry, Taylor, but you're not on the trade block. Yeah, I think that's exactly what happened. (laughs) Which you know, poor guy. Poor guy. I mean, it is. We'll have to spend some time maybe later in this episode the trevor harris era at edmonton which i really would have thought resulted in more would have resulted in more than just one playoff win and last more than uh two and three or one and three fourth seasons um is just over and it's unceremonious i don't think anybody expected edmonton to have a season like this uh but what a way to kind of mark the real end of it is saying goodbye to a guy who you thought was your answer to Mike Riley as the next franchise quarterback. Uh, bleak. Bleak for the Elks going forward. Yes, indeed. Um, anybody have any parting shots on this match or want to say anything about our boy T. Harris? Hopefully, we'll talk about him later this season, I'm sure, as he's winning a Grey Cup with uh, Montreal. <laughs> um, any parting shots before T. Press uh, reviews the Ottawa-Montreal game? Um, not that it hasn't said been said before, but I mean, Winnipeg just I I, I don't I see them losing the a game. The I, I don't see them losing a game. Ever. <laughs> John, not you know, next year, not be... the year after that. Never. <laughs> you, They're going to on winning John, and not on to something here, score. Has uh, so Winnipeg obviously clinched a playoff playoff part. spot. Yeah. Did Edmonton clinch a not? playoff berth no No, they have not clinched a non-playoff playoff berth so edmonton have they been eliminated i believe is is what you're trying to say edmonton has something like that um bc has bc has eight eight. and then hamilton has eight ottawa has four and edmonton has five games to play who did they get those four against they beat BC and they beat Calgary. Okay. No, I was asking who Ottawa got their four against. They played 
one of the Alberta teams. Twice? They played the same one twice and beat them on two different occasions. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I right. don't have it in my... You know I'm a notes-driven podcaster, though. <laughs> yeah. And I just don't have the info written down in front of me. Right, right. But, so, no. Edmonton could okay. still do it. And honestly, BC kind of yeah, sucks. So, maybe well, Edmonton... it's so weird, like... So, oh my god, I just don't understand. BC is the most explosive team in the CFL. But they were, like, this is what I don't get. No, it it was true when I said it. This is is what's so hard, is that, and this is what makes us look even dumber by doing the monthly power rankings, is at least with the weekly, we can, like, track the swings up and down. But, you know, we'll get to the next power rankings. We had Sketch and BC... Three and four, I think. Two and, and three, I think. Two and th- yeah. Two and three, yeah. Yeah. BC will be down at like sixth or seventh, depending on how. Uh, Scats um, will be right down there with them. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, what do you want me to say, guys? What do you want me to say? Let's move on know. to the let's next. Let's move on to the next game. Let's talk Eastern football. T Press, tell me how the uh, Montreal Ottawa game went down with your boy Whoa. Schiltz. My, he is my boy. Uh, let me let me let me just foreground the game with the fact that Matthew Schultz has been on the Alouettes roster since 2017, and despite the CFL notorious for quarterback injuries and backup quarterbacks playing a lot of games, Matthew Schultz's third start in four years. Granted, what minus so three seasons, four years, third start for the Montreal Alouettes. And he came out playing really well. First of all, I'd like to just say the weather was terrible in this game, and it affected the the quality of the game greatly. Until this football season, I never knew what a rainy climate Ottawa is. It Very rainy. There literally all the time. They should think maybe long term about a dome, a dome or a retractable <laughs> roof or something because this was a mess. Um, <laughs> Schultz came out playing really well, called his own number, ran for a four-yard touchdown, and quickly in the first quarter, you know, halfway through the first quarter, after a safety, it was already 12-0 Alouettes, and and it looked like it was going to be an absolute slaughter. Uh, But exciting first quarter, uh, Red Blacks came back and put up 10 points, including a a touchdown as the first quarter expired, Caleb Evans to Kenny Stafford. And all of a sudden, it was 12-10 through the first quarter, so lots of scoring, kind of an exciting game. The weather, again, a mess. Uh, but Montreal took the took the punch and punched right back, uh, highlighted by a, I'd say, pass of the week. it got to be pass of the week. Uh, Schultz, 50 yards to Jake Winicky, just between two defenders on a dime, an absolute gorgeous pass. Uh, and the second quarter full of lots of scoring. Saw uh, Montreal going into half up. 25 to 13 and then we had a just abysmal second half in which five points were scored an ottawa field goal in the third and a montreal safety in the fourth um that's not high, good. yeah the, the kind of low lights of the second half uh caleb evans throwing a an interception in the end zone uh and take uh am i Taren. is this Taryn? Taryn. Dude, that's a chick's name. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Press. That's fair. Well, I should be Dude, nice to these guys. It's a no-negativity pod. 
Is that a negative to have a, to have a woman's name? Is it Taryn with a Y? It is yes. Taryn with a Y. That is a girl's name. What are you talking <laughs> about? That's, that's a girl's name. No, he was um, named that because his dad said he's going to be tearing apart some defense. Well, well unfortunately, differently. unfortunately, unfortunately uh, Christian en- exited the game with a pretty severe injury and is likely to, uh, to not play for the rest of the season. Um, such a dark turn. <laughs> Dude, if I hadn't known that's the note you were going to make. Uh, well, you made the tearing apart, and I was, uh, well, he teared apart his legs. Um, That's not good. <laughs> God. Oh, boy. Uh, okay, this game had 10 turnovers, five for each team. Schultz was actually pretty blameless for most of the turnovers, only threw one interception. Evans had three picks, lots of lots of fumbles. Um, and really the, what, what set Montreal apart is they could run the ball in the bad weather, Cameron Artis Payne, 19 carries, 83 yards. Not a great per per yard carry, uh, yards per carry, but honestly, in this weather, exactly what it called for. It let them uh, Montreal hold the ball. They had 36 minutes of possession to Ottawa's 23 or 24. So that really was uh, in a game where it was an absolute slop fest. Uh, that running game steadied steadied it for Montreal in the second half, and you know it's some people thought Ottawa were going to win this game. Um, I'd like to talk to those people, smack some sense into them. Uh, but uh, picking Ottawa when they're not playing Edmonton just seems to be a thing to not do. Um, Alouettes are Alouettes are quietly hot, kind of just two back to back kind of grinding wins. Uh, they they bump up to five and four, and they they're now second in the East, uh, with in a date with Toronto coming up. So it's an interesting position that Schultz finds himself in. Yeah, now he's got old T. Harris. Uh, it's it's oh I I'd like to one one more note. Yeah. Schultz was a post game presser. It was pretty cool. He was like very excited to have started that game. He 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 kind of got choked up. During the you know reporters' questions, guy played at Butler University, which is FCS or maybe even D three. Uh, I believe it's FCS. Uh, so, you know, for a guy to get a start in any played at Butler in any league is is pretty cool, and to for him to get a win like that is uh is awesome. He was working at a Minneapolis-based. Ernst Young before he started with the Alouettes. See, maybe Peter will one day play That's for the Montreal. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and it should be stated that as for now, uh, Schultz is still their starter. Um, even as he should, as he should, as he should be. Even though they brought in Harris, the the word is that Harris is not set to start immediately. No, um, he's he's got to learn the play. Gonna... He's got to learn the playbook and get acclimated. There's no way they just drop him in there. Especially with Schultz will end up twenty one of thirty four for two eighty one. Yeah. Clearly, him him and Winicky have a good rapport. Winicky had seven catches, one hundred and fourteen yards, and the touch and that then that bomb. Also, so, I mean, gotta say this. Been meaning to say this for a few weeks. Nobody in this podcast group has Jake uh, Winicky on their fantasy team, and I'm just not sure how we've overlooked that. We just kept thinking it was a fluke. This and man, he, no, for me, I've just I've been. Does he lead so the league in FOMO. touchdown catches? I, I've had, I, yeah, I've had so much FOMO. I'm just like, all right, but if I replace him with Winicky, is that when? Yeah, is that when he stops playing well and suddenly uh, Darrell Walker's the best receiver in the league again? Uh, but he's I not think, stopped playing well. Yeah, uh, Jake Winicky's just a baller. Yeah, 
I do think three out of four of us do have solid rosters that we didn't necessarily need to shake up. No, this is true. Um, but <laughs> I have a lot of tough, injuries in my roster. Look for stand back, late game scratch due to food poisoning. Uh, <laughs> you would have thought he would have had an. What do you think? He tried this. He tried the sushi in Ottawa. <laughs> that must have been it. I don't know, but <laughs> the imitation uh, crab. He would have crushed this game. Oh uh, yeah, he would have had thir- he would have had thirty more. he would have had thirty carries if he played in this uh, game. It would have been awesome. So that was a real stinker that he wasn't able to uh, reap the benefits of that. But other than that, I think this was like I, I want for Ottawa to start. I, I want them to start Duck Hodges. That's my take at the end of this game. The Caleb Evans experiment was fun. He's a gamer. He's definitely somebody who can bring a spark to the offense. But I just don't think he's a uh, starting caliber quarterback in the league. So I I would just with the season already in the tank. I, I know maybe they're trying. They've got Duck Hodges on a three year contract, so maybe they're just trying to ease him into it. But it's time to see what he's got. He's been on the roster for about a month now. Let's get this man in the game. I, I'm ready to go. I'm ready for Duck Hodges to start for the Ottawa Red Blacks. Oh. They just I think they're I think they're same worry though. That do you throw him in there? Chris, Chris, our our guy Taron got hurt. Uh, you know, is this line gonna hold up enough? Are they gonna lose their? Are they? Do they trust this line Listen, to he's protect for the Ottawa Red Blacks next season? So unless I know, but what I'm saying, what I'm line. saying is, do they trust the line they have, or they if they're just thinking it's in the tank, they'd rather him just sort of get used to CFL CFL football. Come in next season when they can, you know, spend some money in the offseason on some linemen yeah. and protect him. I don't know. It's just a thought. That is not a bad thought. And I think that's probably what they are thinking. I would just like them to do it differently. The opposite <laughs> of the opposite of that. Let's just t- like real again, as we talked about Edmonton at four points, Ottawa is at four points. If something crazy happens, it's not going to. But what if Ottawa strung together? Four wins in a row to end the season. That's just not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah what if they're horrible? What if, <laughs> it could happen like, though. Like that's like saying if the Bombers listen, gave up listen, eight I... touchdowns in the fourth quarter next week. These things aren't real. I have I have predated Ottawa twice. If anyone's gonna be convinced, it's me. I'm not convinced. <laughs> not at all, man. All right, maybe that's a bit far fetched, but uh, let's just get funky, Ottawa. Also. This is another request I have for the Red Blacks. The best player on the Red Blacks is Devontae Dedman. At least, apart from Avery Williams is the best player, but the best offensive special teams player is Devontae Dedman. Can you please figure out a way to get him the ball in some place other than punt returns? I was going to say, you can You've just, got your, most, your defense can be good and you can just return some stuff. The most electrifying guy on the field, and they throw him a swing pass, get him out <laughs> in space, do something. Get him the ball in places where he can work. That's oh. all I have to say about that, and I won't say anything more. I'm with you. Anything else, or should we talk about the slaughter in British Columbia? Oh God! I yes, like I to think, let's 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 get think on of it as Mike the slaughter. Guys, we have to slaughter <laughs> that the Calgary Stampeders may very well be the second best team. Now, I West. did at the very beginning of the season because I knew this would ultimately happen. I never lost faith. No, you I thought that the Calgary St. Peters looked like a pretty good football team. Yes. And I was right. So I mean, I prepared them to go to the Grey Cup. No big deal. 
They, <laughs> there you go. For being so poorly coached, they've turned their season around in quite a good way. Well, because he listened to the pod. I think it might have something to do with the fact that Dave Dickinson and Bo Levi Mitchell are two of the best coaches and quarterbacks of the last decade in the CFL. I'm just saying. Or maybe they just handed, maybe they just started to run the ball. I think I think your idea on Bo might be right. I mean, he's definitely changed the game. But anyway. Him, but yes, get in. Okay, you guys, he had a decent game. What you guys are talking about he had like five Mr. touchdowns. Sam Peters was... scored in a variety of ways on Saturday evening. Uh, most notably, Rene Paredes. Yeah, I was to say, most notably, most notably, Rene Paredes. Can, six I or six. A, can I add him to my fantasy team? No, we don't have kickers on. Dang fantasy. it. Okay. Go on. Uh, he had long of 45. He was automatic. Uh, like Tyler said, Bo Levi Mitchell, a fine game, 22 of 32 for 270 yards. He had one touchdown pass early in the game to Luther Hakunavanu. Um, Rock for Thompson. You added a 101-yard kickoff return to start the second half. Uh, at that point, pretty much iced the game. Also, Rock Thompson is emerging as an exciting option out of the backfield for Calgary and in special teams. Uh, so definitely a game-breaker that's been working his way into the roster. Uh, with about five minutes left in the fourth quarter, Jonathan Moxie uh, had a late-game 53-yard pick-six off of Michael Riley. Uh, Michael Riley, going to want to forget this one. He was 13 of 25 for only 145 yards, two interceptions. Uh, he was benched after that aforementioned pick six, and Nathan Rourke came in to go 11 of 17 for 115 yards. Not all is lost for the BC Lions, however, who shattered their season average of 61.3 rush yards per game with a big 70 rushing yards <laughs> in this game. Um, I think it may be their most. No, I don't know. There was a poor performance. BC has scored 19 points in the past two games. Um, The lucky Whitehead injury and that game against Winnipeg in general uh, two weeks ago seems to have really taken the air out of this BC group. Um, They look like a completely different side that is just not clicking offensively. Um, They released Shaq Cooper so I'm not exactly sure what the plan is for the running game, whether they plan to move in somebody unbeknownst to us or whether uh, James Butler is just going to be the man going forward. Uh, But BC has slipped. They now sit fourth in the West, uh, which, you know, they are currently uh, the same record and have played the same amount of games as Hamilton, who sits third in the East. So that crossover is already in play. But the story here is the Calgary Stampeders, who this week will have a chance to claim sole possession of uh, second place in the Western Division. Um, they've simplified things, it seems. Uh, they're not, they've got the turnover bug under control, um, and I think you've just got a team that's clicking on all cylinders at the right time. Uh, guys, what do we have to say about this one? I mean... If the Calgary defense did, didn't hammer Riley enough, I can't imagine what the Peg defense is going to do to him next week. I, that that BC offensive line is atrocious. It's it's a sieve. I it's, believe I've said that before. It, like, <laughs> well, it, it this, is a sieve. Is this they what just, we expected? As as soon as the uh, passing game fell out from underneath them, they were just going to fall apart. Like, and then they get the ability of Shaq to throw Cooper. a. F- yeah, the ability to throw a 50-yard bomb to 
Lucky Whitehead and him to then run like another 50 yards for a touchdown has <clears throat> been a huge like benefit to the yeah it's a good to the it's BC a Lions. Good play. and without Big that plays. and yeah without that there's there's no answer and it's just it's just too much for Brian Burnham who's really their only um you know premier receiver now he was getting targeted like crazy before and now he's the only guy that can really be a playmaker and he's making plays but there's now not that second option and then there's also not a run game it's it it, it's proven to be a problem and and as as bad as their o-line is their d-line is equally bad zero no no sacks in this game they do not get a lot of pressure no kind of kind of listless they have good defensive backs which kind of kept kept the Beau. linebacker core. I'm still really high on and is really but really the good. but that front that front four and get yeah. no push. No, no push. And when you're not bringing a lot of blitzes, but anyway, they um, could have they could have rushed Kadeem Carey earlier. I will say though that the Calgary had a steady offensive game, but really it's sort of inflated by the pick six and the, the kick return. BC yeah, defense absolutely. actually no, absolutely. I liked. I honestly watching it like I really liked how Bo Levi was moving in the pocket. He seemed active. Not throwing picks. Not not being as inaccurate as he tends to be. And I I <laughs> I mean Calgary seems to be on the up and up. I, I I'm not so bought see, into the second they best seem, team. I, they I'm they're not, on a mini heater. Some might say I'm they're not, on a heater. I'm not a on this heater. whole second best team in the CFL type business. But, I never said. I said second best team in the West. Okay. All right. All right. Um, somebody's somebody's lawn shoes done by the way. <laughs> says, who's shaving? Um, but I, I think that with Bo Levi, if he can, you know, stay at sixty-five to seventy-five percent completion percentage, he's not turning the ball over, and drives are allowed to keep pushing, um, take time off the clock and off the clock and slowly churn away drives. Uh, Calgary is a really really tough team to beat. Um, and this game was played even without um, Josh Huff. Uh, Kamar Jordan Kamar still Jordan, hurt. Yeah. So they get those guys back, open up the uh, passing offense even more. Uh, it's going to be – Calgary is looking good, unfortunate, unfortunate as it may be. Hello? Hello? Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's unfortunate. Okay, all right. <laughs> Silence is compliance. <laughs> yeah, I feel like <laughs> – I saw a great meme, which was like, God, I really need some team to rise up and challenge the Bombers. Oh, no, not that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think the, the receiving core is, is really strong, and now that the run game is moving, um, I think they're, they're looking really strong. I don't know, do they play Winnipeg before the end of the season? Uh, let's see, I know they play... Saskatchewan this week, and then no, they, look they like play plus. Ottawa. So they go Saskatch they they, Ottawa. They, fi- they finish on my birthday against Winnipeg. Um, so that's going to be a, a tough one to to end on. That's kind of a potentially a beatdown, but but maybe by that point the uh, playoff picture is locked. I'd hate to go into that game with them trying to you know lock down a uh, home field advantage. Resting at that point though. Well, yeah, that's that's true. So um, think about that. So, but like they've got a fairly not easy, but they've got a clear path to the uh, to the finish line, uh, or at least to the playoffs. So that'll be good to watch. 
No, and I would say, like, looking at their schedule going forward, they've got a chance to really – they've got a game against Skatch, a game against Ottawa, then they play against BC, right? So those are three games where, if obviously, if they beat Skatch, beat BC, those are directly impacting the standings. And then if they beat Ottawa, which you would think is a free game for most CFL teams um, outside of Edmonton, Mm-hmm. Uh, they definitely have a really good chance to be sitting pretty going into that Winnipeg showdown in week 15. Yeah. Um, guys, that's all I have to say about this. Before we get into week 12, let's go over league leaders. Passing yards, our boy Zach Caleros, uh, he's got 2,565. Rush yards, even with missing two straight, it's our boy William Stanback. He's two ahead of James Wilder. He's got 677 yards on the season. And receiving yards, another uh, another uh, holdover from last week, uh, Kenny Lawler, Winnipeg, 785. So those have not changed. Um, but uh, we got Winnipeg uh, showing off against um, BC this week. So we'll see if uh, anything changes for Caleros and uh, Lawler to extend their leads. So let's get into week 12, guys. Let's. First up on the docket, and I will be predicting this game, is... I think we all should. I'm going to start. Okay. (laughs) Toronto at Montreal. Game of the week. Game of the week. Game of the week for sure. For sure. The second and third hottest teams in the league. If Montreal wins, puts them in a tie for first in the East, you've got Montreal coming off a little bit of a slop fest against Ottawa, as we've reviewed. Toronto coming off a bye week. Um, and certainly I'll be wrong, but I think Toronto gets this one done. Hmm. Matt, what say you? It's interesting. They're, they're, they're interesting teams in that they, um, very hot and cold. Uh, they are not necessarily playing in their strongest, uh, arena. Montreal is like the opposite of Toronto where Montreal is one and two at home. Toronto, obviously, uh, 4-0 at home. So the fact that this is in Montreal is like, what do I do? Montreal's bad at home. Toronto's bad away. It'd be much easier for me if... if Toronto I'm did gonna... get off the schneid, though. They did win their last away game. Yeah, so, so sure. I am thinking... Oh, we should mention that uh, Cameron Artis Payne has not practiced at all. Okay. Um, but uh, William Stanback has. And because... Oh! What? I said, oh. Because Willie Stanback is back. Yes. Uh, we're going Montreal. Matt, you, 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 I mean, you, say, you took the, the words right out of my mouth. Uh, for oh the same God. reason, I am taking Montreal. And as Tyler alluded to, I do have a connect, uh, personal connection to uh, Mr. Matthew Schiltz. He's my boy, so I'm right with the uh, Montreal Alouettes. <laughs> because he was an accountant? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. That's so personal. Struggling in the game. Yes. Tyler, tell me I'm not alone on this one. I done told you before this month started that Toronto was going to make moves in October. They have made those moves. They had a bye week at a great, I think, at a great time for them to really get, get set to get first in the East. They, they put some distance between themselves and the pack, Toronto Argonauts, steady defense, 
steady offense. Willie Stanbeck hasn't played in a couple weeks. That doesn't mean he's going to have a bad game, but I think they're going to ease him back. I don't think they're going to give him 20 carries. I think they're going to give him like 13. They're going to give. Maybe try a two back offense, something I've been advocating for for a while. Yeah, so I. I, I, I I, I think it comes down to Toronto just has a better defense than Montreal and more consistent defense than Montreal. I think Montreal's defense looks good after the, the Ottawa game, but a lot of Ottawa's problems were self-caused. So, roll with the Argos. Nice. I don't like this, but the Argos stayed. are slowly becoming my second team, and I don't like it. It should be said, last time these two teams squared off, it was a 30-27 to 27 victory for the Argonauts in a barn burner of a game. Uh, but in that one, you had VA going for 382 passing yards and two touchdowns. He did throw two interceptions. but so I, I, as, he, as he does. As he, I is want, as he is wont to do. I tell you, VA giveth and VA taketh away. Huh. That guy brings the heat, but he also gets... But I, I don't think... Uh, it's going to be. It's still going to be hard, I think, for Montreal to replace that explosiveness that VA brings to the offense. Uh, but we shall see what they've got lined up uh, in the next game of the week. Another Eastern showdown: Ottawa at Hamilton. Matt, who do you got in this one? I don't think this is going to surprise everyone, but I'm going to give it another shot. We've got <laughs> Ottawa winning. No. Uh, no, Ottawa won't be winning this game. We have <laughs> Hamilton winning this game. Not much else to be said. I will also. <laughs> I like be going... how we switch this up. Usually it's Matt T press Peter, but Peter just so excited to pred this Damn game. I'm so in. excited, honestly, guys. I've been missing that. Like I was, I've been wondering what's been missing in my life. It's the pod. so much stress and i know it is that's i i it's the pod i need it it's the pod. i love um, the enthusiasm <laughs> but no i mean hamilton hamilton's gonna win this game uh you know they've showed nothing that i really care about ottawa's just terrible hamilton's go. gonna win the game tyler press It's the Hamilton Tiger Cats. <laughs> so, I had there was no suspense. I had to try to build, just kind of bake some in there. Uh, um, I think the Tiger Cats get it done. I think this is a good game for Masoli to build up his confidence. Um, so oh, I actually Dane, Dane, Dane Evans off the uh, six game. See, I don't think it's just an important game for Masoli to build his confidence. I think Masoli needs to show out in this game to make sure I that think, when Evans is fully I, healthy. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it. Totally I think agree. he will. I think Hamilton wins by twenty. Oh my! Oof! Oh my! Stamp it should it. be said. I think that's an entirely fair. <laughs> yeah, that's like, so, yeah. So I, I don't i wouldn't owe my to that <laughs> it should be said that there are quite a few moving parts for hamilton with evans now back on the practice squad okay, speedy b now taking first team reps the offense hasn't been able to perfect that formula so far this season um so it will be interesting you would think of ottawa as kind of a great game to work out any kinks um, I, I, I think, but I think the story of this game is this is a huge spot for Jeremiah. Masoli. These are cold. These are cold teams. So we just went over a game with two hot teams. Yes. But both teams coming into this game with Ottawa three game losing streak, Hamilton two game losing streak. This is so a huge. I think. I think 
as proven by the last time these two teams showed off, Hamilton cannot play well and they should still win. But should they not play well, then you've got that QB competition right fired back up. Um, so we'll see. I'm looking for Masoli to have a big one. I've got Hamilton winning this. Moving on to uh, what could be a truly, truly sorrowful affair. BC at Winnipeg. Peter, what say you? Well, you know, uh, having having Mike Riley as my quarterback, I always, I always kind of or Michael. Apologies, Michael <laughs> Riley you. as my quarterback. Um, I'm always partial to BC, <laughs> and I like to give them the benefit of the doubt. But I see him leaving this game for not not maybe uh, performance reasons, but maybe the fact that Willie Jefferson is going to sack him easy. 12 He's times. not going to get injured, but he is going to get... Pu- he pump is, the brakes on any yeah. sort of injury prediction. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. predicting anything. I'm you just kinda, saying you the, guy, do. the guy doesn't have the prote- protection. And so for that... Well, he's, reason, a, well, he's a Catholic. Is- he's a Catholic. Of course he doesn't. <laughs> All right, that is your first funny religion reference in the history of the pod. <laughs> but no, Fair I... Play. I but for for th- that thought in my mind, I'm taking Winnipeg by 90. <laughs> How about, I, I can see a world, I will agree with Peter in that I can see a world where BC just wants to uh, control the bleeding. And if it's not going well by halftime, you put in Rourke oh. and you play for another day. Hunt, yeah. John, John, on the same page with you, I do not see Mike, Michael Riley throwing more than 15 passes this game. Just because by the time he does that, it's time to take him out. No, because, yeah, this deep, like, Jeffco and Jefferson and Big Hill, it's, I mean, they are just a different level of pace oh, and Oh, dude, speed. they're so awesome. They're um, so cool together. They so are They are NFL caliber players. I, I, I generally mean that. I think they, they are. I think, I, 100%. Yeah, I agree. Agree. And to have them all on the same defense, yeah, I think if this is not going well early, I don't think this is the hill for BC to die on. It's a, it's a big hill to cl- it's a big hill to climb. Ooh, so I do see them uh, maybe making a business decision and living to play another day. Uh, Tyler, do you have Winnipeg winning? I do, and this is another one I think by twenty points or more. It's it's going to be a very ugly affair. I don't think Claros goes off. I think it's just. It, I yeah. like an interesting a, a to twenty-six see. to zero type thing. Yeah, something like that. But we're like Oliveira and maybe Cooper gets gets involved. But Oliveira is gonna have, a, I think, a big game or just uh, yeah. a big role, a big role, mm-hmm. a big role. Totally. Maybe Absolutely. not a humongous game, but just a big role in the game. I have Winnipeg winning. Somebody who's been awfully silent is Matt. Matt, do you have a surprise for us? No, oh, <laughs> I, don't I just don't have anything to add. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna. I, I had some like injury um, banter and you know stuff about increasing the life insurance policies and uh, I, I the only way this Rude. doesn't get to twenty plus points is if Winnipeg take you know shifts down yeah you know and and takes some guys out or or just um, doesn't press as hard gets into you know, maybe they want to try out some some of the some new run stuff with Shaq Cooper if he's ready to go, or or Johnny Augustine. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's up to Winnipeg how much they want to beat BC by. Totally, it's a great way to put it, Matt. Well, let's move on. I don't think this is the game of the week, 
game of the week. Last I game of the week. Do believe this may be <laughs> <laughs> this may be the most important or one of the most important. It's Saskatchewan at Calgary. This is one of the games of all time. It is certainly one of the games getting played. Tyler, you, you support the boy. Last time Scatch played, you kind of pushed him to the wayside. Are you back on the train? Do you think they write the ship? What say you? This is a really, uh, for me, toughest Pred I've had to make this season. Absolutely. Toughest Pred I've had to make this season. And I say this with the full faith and confidence that the Saskatchewan Rough Riders will beat the Calgary Stampeders. Nice. Yes. I love the, it. The bye week was huge for them. Calgary had to change focus to another opponent, at least for a week of practice, and focus on BC. But all Saskatchewan was thinking was we got to play Calgary once we get off this bye. And they've been nothing but focused on Calgary. We. For... we. This is the it. man. <laughs> you just absolutely it. trashed these guys. You said shit like Willie Stanback was your favorite. CFL I do remember player. that. You hey. are. This is unbelievable from you. And you're going to go on and pretend like nothing ever happened. You've been on these guys. We. This, you, you are a fraudster, my friend. No. No. <laughs> Tyler, I am just a master. I am just a master pred artist. This is Admi- true, Tyler. Ed, you can take Admi- no, 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 no. Saying that somebody other than Cody Fajardo is not is your favorite CFL player is not has nothing to listen, do at all with listen. being a pred artist. That is true. You just that abandoned them your in back their time on a man of need. need. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just not a homer like you, John, who picks Edmonton every week. Well, to be fair, you didn't do it last week, but like. <laughs> Willie Stanback has been my favorite player this season. To wiggle between being a total homer, as Matt said, this has nothing to do with Preds. You had the chance to say thank you to Cole Boyle. Willie Stanback is on my fantasy team. I predated him to be the the, the rushing leader for the season. (laughs) Would you just let me finish? (laughs) And we as a we as a pod have been but nothing but hyping Willie Stanback all season. Yes. So I picked Willie Stanback because this season he has been my favorite player to watch. I, I'm with that. I'm, with I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Cody Fajardo has not been my favorite player to watch in the CFL this season because, quite frankly, he's not playing up to his standards this season. Yeah, I'm with well, that. I agree with you on one thing. I think the Saskatchewan Rough Riders <laughs> will beat the Calgary Stampeders Shit. this week. <sighs> And there's Ah, one reason, and if this doesn't happen, I might have to change my pick. But the Riders have not won a game since September 24th. (laughs) When they match up on the 23rd of October, it's going to be a calendar month since they tasted a W. And the reason they're going to taste another one is because of a man Ah. out of Auburn University named Dekeel Williams. Yeah. He's back, baby. <laughs> he's going to play rocking number 14, and he's going to catch a couple bombs. Why not? I say he goes for 150, two touchdowns. Oh, my. <laughs> Brings the roof <laughs> off the place. Oh, my. I mean, I love it. I love it. Scatch wins. Matt, what say you? I, gosh, almighty. Ugh. 
Ugh. I am scared that if I pick Calgary, who I do want to pick, that now I have <laughs> picked the opposite of John and Tyler. That would that would have been in then two games, mm. and really the only con- two contested games. So it's not like I can switch it around the other way and like get a couple back. And I'm like I'm, I'm in my head with gamesmanship well, and how this whole thread thinking, thing goes. You gotta you gotta pick the too. game in front of you. The yeah. game in Erase front of me the says board from your head. Calgary is on a mini heater that Ooh. is dangerously close to becoming a heater heater, and they will <laughs> win oh. the game. Oh. Oh, so I'm taking Calgary. Yes. Well, I I was having trouble with this pick because I mean, as we were talking about the Calgary BC game, we talked about the Calgary D line just getting after Mike Riley, and you know, Fajardo's Ooh. had Michael Riley, and Fajardo's <laughs> Fajardo's had some problems with the Stampeders in the past. Uh, but I'm going to go with Saskatchewan on this one. No, Shaq, I feel good about this now. Shaq, yes. Evans, Shaq, Shaq Evans and Duke Williams are back in the lineup. Fajardo is far more composed than Michael Riley in the pocket. He's not going to throw those bad interceptions. And I think Saskatchewan gets it done real close, real close. But Saskatchewan with the win. My pred is, is mostly predicated on the fact that, that Saskatchewan has had no other team to practice like playing against for basically a month. So they have to win one of these, right? They got to. You can't practice to play one team three games consecutively and not get at least one. But isn't the other isn't the opposite true? Like that Calgary's just been perfecting how to beat Saskatchewan. They had that BC breakup though. That's what I'm saying. They they, I guess they <laughs> You guys can like yeah, you know, what they're just a confidence booster. They started. They, I'm just playing the. I'm just playing. I guess I'm saying I'm playing. I'm playing the odds. Beat the same team the twice in a row. Built up their confidence by trouncing another team and just really like getting in there. And now they're going back to the team they had just. No, beaten I will twice say that this is a want to pick. This is for me. I want to see the Riders win this game. Nice. I want to see Fajardo throw bombs. I want to see Calgary lose. And I think that it is necessary for the future of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders season for that to happen. I would yeah. say this is about as close to a must win without actually being one as you get. Uh, to lose three consecutive to the same team would be so, so embarrassing. Especially a team that if things play out as I think, they'll be playing in the first round of the playoffs. So now's the time to set the tone heading into the final stretch of the regular season. That when they meet in that Western semi, Saskatchewan has got something for them. Saskatchewan has four losses, but they've only lost to two teams. Why does that mean that they're going to then go win against the one of the two teams they've lost to? I don't think that does mean that. <laughs> that was... I didn't say that was on you, John. I'm coming. I'm coming from a their due perspective. I think oh, they're due. I like the due strategy. Yeah, we're, we're talking hot hand, hot hand versus their due fallacies. All right. Well, one of I us is Calgary's again. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Stronger. Team. Golden week. It doesn't matter. You guys pred what you want to pred. Listen, pred what you want to pred. <laughs> the two-time Golden Week man is speaking. <laughs> John, John, great slate. Of, great slate of preds for you this week. 
John. <laughs> John's got to feel confident. I'm ready no. to. No, no, no. I, I, you know, one might think. No, you John is ready to ride the wave. T Press, you're going to see how I live this week. Heartbreak. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I did get think, knocked like, down a level. John, I think you're just about at the point where you have to pick opposite of Tyler. Maybe not. Maybe starting next week, you're going to have to choose. Can't do it. You don't pred the board. The you pred the opposite. games in front of you. Am I beating John? You are. Good. We can talk about that right now. So the standings. It is fantasy at, review time. Oh no, it's pred review. Pred time. review. It's standings as it is. Tyler, an insanely good for for all the crap we give him of abandoning his his team <laughs> in their time of need. He really is the pred master. He's sitting at twenty nine and thirteen. Peter and I are a, a distant tied for second. But we are now 500 on the Hell season. Hell yeah. 21 and 21. John. Yes, sir. Went 1 and 3 last <laughs> week and slipped to 18 and 24. Oh, yes. Buddy. Buddy. No, no, it's okay. Is, it's actually, it's interesting. It's, <laughs> oh, is it? Is it? <laughs> this is a experiment in humbleness. Humility. It, humility. Listen, it's learning to take life's losses and uh, charge forward with confidence regardless of the outcomes in your past. Um, I think I can be, can serve as an inspiration to many. Um, Maybe the Edmonton Elks. The Edmonton Elks might be a team who could be inspired by me. That's a good (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Matt, tell us about a place I, I was winning this past week, which is fantasy. All right, so fantasy, and I, I I need to do this breakdown, but like across the board, fantasy points are down. Yes, it's like it's like testosterone in major metropolitan centers. It's it's down, down, down. Um, is that is that see. is that a real thing? Oh, listen, do your own research. What? Do yes, your that own is a hundred percent a thing. It, it is a thing. Um, is it the water? Is it the fluoride? Is it some other special chemical that the elite are pumping in? We don't know for sure. Uh, all right. So right now, John is correct. He did have a great week uh, led by Jeremiah Soli um, with 24.7 points. But he had another just a, a great game all around from Sean Thomas Erlington. Kenny Lawler back in double digits in his return. And Greg Ellingson. Uh, had uh, not a, a spectacular game, but a, a really a solid outing. 10.1 points for him. Uh, so I was a fair bit behind John at 61.4. Um, for me, MBT. I'm riding with the guy. He's playing well. Um, it'll be interesting to see what he'll do against uh, Montreal. But he had 22.7 points. Um, and then just had a good outing from my two receivers, Brian Burnham and Eugene Lewis. Uh, and then, surprisingly enough, Peter yes, sir. Was, in, uh, <laughs> was in third place. The big miss here, I would say, Peter, can you guess? My whole team? Uh, no, actually, the whole team was pretty good. Michael Riley, we've talked about in the recap, had a, an abysmal game. And, so he put up Bo. a a deuce. He needed Bo in there, man. He, he put up a deuce in, in more ways than one. He had two points. And then Shaq Cooper... Hindered big time this week by not being on a roster. 
Ah, mm. oh, it's always well, tough, but he can oh. come back. It looks like Jesh, looks like Jeshrun and Twee might be coming into the roster. You have Shaq Johnson on your team. We we talked to you about this. I played Shaq Johnson. No, you didn't. You played Shaq Cooper. I'm looking at it. Man. Dude, I thought oh, I played them no. both. Oh, oh no. boy. Oh, well, no. that that would explain why I, why I didn't do so well this week. So, so did have uh, Josh Huff uh, played well. Um, he's been kind of a workhorse for you. Um, and Andrew Harris, before he got injured, had already had 11.4 points. So Josh that could have been Huff a big did not one. play this past week. Bro, what? Uh, okay, well, I, <laughs> I, I, oh, you know what? I, <laughs> uh, okay. Hold that's up. my that's my B. Okay, Peter, you thought you had this <laughs> my, <laughs> minus twelve point seven points. So, dude, <laughs> come so on! I, I'm sorry. Can I, I actually put Renee Paredes on my team? I, I didn't will play realize. Him in flex. I didn't realize that. So when I looked at the scores, <laughs> I must have just seen uh, Josh Huff's most recent game. Yeah. Yep. Um. So Peter, you actually got. Uh, did I, I, I think I played Luther oh! I think I played Luther Akunabanu, actually. Dude, That's who so I put sorry, on the roster. Sorry, so <laughs> we, have, we, we will have to have a revision. Dude, um, I, I am not last in both of them anymore, and that is good enough for PDB. Oh, that <laughs> so is Peter actually finished hilarious. with what's that? This uh, is not really Matt's fault. This is what happens when a player just never changes his <laughs> roster. Thirty nine point uh, thirty nine point Seven. Fuck. So just it's just exactly <laughs> one point behind Tyler, who had forty point seven and moves up into first place. Oh. A bad, bad, bad outing for Tyler's this team. This is why you gotta listen all the way through, boys. Yeah, <laughs> only one. The, uh, the lucky white, the a, lucky uh, whitehead, and Willie Standback absences are are really starting to creep on my team. Yeah, didn't have a uh, defense this week, um, so zero points there. No other uh, player in double digits except for. Zach Caleros, who only had 14.4. So, um, but that was enough for third place, apparently. And uh, I am going to have to. So, what Peter had. Let me, let me go back. Let me go back. 39.7. 39.7. Matt, while you're fixing that, we do have some listener feedback. Do it right now. Uh, so, um, the f- scores as is right now. Uh, me up in the top, 795, followed by Tyler, 758.9. John behind him, 733.9. And Peter officially gets double lapped, uh, 514. I'm over 500, though. Yeah, I'm over 500. I'm, two, I'm at, five, I'm at 500 in the Preds pool, and I'm over 500 <laughs> in the fantasy pool. So it so. seems like things are going pretty well. I don't know if you uh, listened in at all, Peter, to any of the podcasts you weren't on, but one of the stats that we have is um, we have a high estimate, middle estimate, and low estimate for everybody for the end of the season. And currently, unfortunately, your high estimate is below everyone else's low estimate. Uh, I think my my high estimate is lower than all of your guys' current scores. That's got to be. (laughs) <laughs> okay it's uh, anyways be. um you even not. if you scored 
two standard deviations above where you normally do, you still would come in below all of our low estimates. Oh, that's just not good, man. Listen, to anybody who supports actually, Peter, sorry, to anybody who stat, supports... One more stat. Your uh, <laughs> high two standard deviations would come in below my low two standard deviations. Listen, to anybody so, that actively supports officially... my fantasy team, I know there's so many supporters out there. I want you to know, just like the Elks, we're working on it. I Imagine didn't, like I didn't, I didn't expect to be in this position. I'm disappointed I'm in this position. And uh, we're going to work on things. I know how busy you are, Peter, but imagine a world where you took five minutes a week <laughs> and put your fantasy lineup in order. Go on. Imagine <laughs> Is that it? That. I, I, I can... What was that? No, dude. The, it was the beginning. It was the beginning of the season when half my team went on the IR. I mean, it just, I think it just it was got all out of the fact that you it just, just got all it. it just got all out of funk, and then I got out of funk, man. But I'm in, I'm back in the funk. <laughs> okay. Where Peter? Do you think you will break the hundred point mark with the games remaining this season? In, in one week, I think I will not break 70. But <laughs> we're working on high 50s, low 60s for this coming week. Stay tuned. Do we have any fantasy moves to make, guys? Yeah, uh, I'd, I like, know, to, somebody I'd like to pick up Brady Oliveira. Oh. Jake Winicky, Am I losing or, my mind? Or Jake We've already Winicky's. talked about this. What? Can I make- that's dude. I I I I I need. Uh, he knows just, what he's doing. Who are you replacing him? Who are you picking him up for? About this. I can make two. I can make two. I know. Are you picking up Brady Oliveira? Oh, oh, he's doing the injury replacement for Harris. Yeah. 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 Oh. And then <laughs> I'll pick up Jake Winicky, and Four. I will, will replace. I'm not going to play him. Uh, Jess Schroon and Twee. Oh! <laughs> I'm not going to play him. Just oh, when he started no. getting high. Jess Schroon. Honestly, like, what do you guys should pick him up? The guy isn't uh, just a workhorse. <laughs> He's a gamer. Oh, God. I, won't, I, I Honestly, give me an honorary extra spot on my team. I'd just like to keep him. I will be making a move as the person in third place, replacing John White with duke williams i forgot you had him that was quick yeah so jake winicky still up for grabs boys what about rubba just took it just took him oh sorry i totally was not (laughs) yeah that's who he swapped uh jishroon for all right any other moves or uh should we tell these folks where they can contact us if they want to be featured on the pod no, let's, let's I don't tell think. Them where they can find us. No, let's tell them where they can find us. Find us on Twitter at Shups and Preds. Read our tweets, vote in our polls, send us DMs for a chance to be featured in listener feedback segment. Send us an email for said listener feedback to shupsandpreds at gmail.com. I, I just want that email to get some use this year, guys. That's all I'm asking. That'd be cool. Did we have, check it every day. Did <laughs> we have any listener feedback today? No, I was going to do some elaborate joke to roast Tyler, but I couldn't think of anything creative. <laughs> I was going to say, Tyler, we've got a message from B. Arnold from Connecticut. It was Benedict Arnold, but it just didn't come to be. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>
That is a, that's a winner, John. Yeah, that, it was tough. I and, really wanted it to work out, but I just couldn't quite get it right. And with um, that. But anyway, guys, let us know if you got thoughts on the pod, what we can do better, what you don't want us to do anymore, what you want us to do more of, uh, and we'll do our best uh, to work on that. Uh, with that being said, we look forward to a big week 12 of CFL football. Things are going to start to get a little crazy in the divisions as we close in on the playoffs. And I personally cannot wait for it. With that being said, peace, and we'll catch you next week. Peace. Peace.